0: The scenes,
1: no, I'm this is all getting cut out. Here we go. Welcome,
0: it's too bad because that was a pretty funny conversation. God, no, right stop. Before we Let
1: me do this. Okay, welcome to Nerds Geeks in the Kitchen Sink.
0: Dun, dun, dun. It
1: is the podcast <laughs> that is like hanging out at the video store.
0: Yeah, screw you. It,
1: well, okay, <laughs> all right. Such hostilities to begin with.
0: It's all in love, oh, it's okay. all, all in love. All right, sorry, yeah.
1: What's going on here? <laughs> hey, uh, hi, Chris. Hello. How are you? I'm good. Did I say my name was DK, one of your hosts? Well, do you, we do that anymore? Uh,
0: uh, no, uh, we usually do it at the end. Oh, uh, it's kind of. Uh, hi. We don't know. I need to add that
1: back in. I, I just I, don't know. I took out our introduction, like of our names. That's not uh, good. I, right. You know. All right. I'm DK. I'm Chris. You're another host. And we have a wonderful guest today. Yes. Sean. Sean. I'm Sean, the wonderful guest. Hi. Hello. <laughs>
0: He's going to start getting cards made that way. We Hello. should
1: we should mention for people who maybe haven't been listening for that long, Sean, uh, he was on the show early in the early days to talk about his time on the show, Knife or Death. Yeah. Which was, you should still go watch that because it's yeah. super fun, uh, and you could see him uh, breaking a sword on national television twice. 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 <laughs> he had to be removed because he was too dangerous.
2: Too dangerous. Yep. So
0: and he repeated the host a lot. Apparently. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and just about spin all over my microphone. So, wow, we killed
1: him. This He's is not. it. <laughs>
0: this is how you defeat
1: a sword master.
3: <laughs> oh, already. Oh, boy, it's and
1: good to be back. You're welcome. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. What's everyone been up to?
0: Um uh, just getting ready for a uh, little trip. Um going to uh somewhere where there's thousands upon thousands of cheerleaders. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Yeah. And not in that kind of way. No. No. Not in a weird way. No, not, not in not a weird translating way. translating well. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, a cheer
1: competition yes, in which it, your daughter will be participating.
0: Uh, yes, for twelve days. <laughs> just, <so, laughs> just so people are at clear. Disney. <laughs> so we're we're Yeah. And I've got the cool uh pleasure of going to the premiere at Disney of the great and powerful Doctor Strange in the multiverse of madness. Oh
1: man. I'm, I'm so excited i'm very excited i just need more ramey we've talked about this i, I will need take to go some on.
0: photos while we're there and yeah. i'll i'll share them i may even do a quick little live stream the whole the whole movie
3: <laughs> please yeah.
0: no i i'm gonna be in disney for longer than you know the time of just you know i'm not leaving after the movie so i actually want to be able to stay oh i see All and right. not you know get thrown out okay fair enough or soon Fair enough. I think they have their own problems right now.
1: I'm having, uh, yeah. I'm having. I'm in like a Bruce Campbell moment again in my life. Yes, because also the Evil Dead games. The, the Evil Dead game comes out next month as well. I was going to say it's close. Um, and I'm really, really excited for that game. Yeah. It. I see. When I first saw it, I thought, oh, this looks like a neat Evil Dead skinned version of the Friday the thirteenth. Friday. Friday the thirteenth. Friday the thirteenth. Oh, it's Friday the thirteenth. Oh. Uh, the Friday the Thirteenth game. Let's welcome Darby O'Gill oh. and the Linda People. <laughs> I thought it was going to be like that, but apparently it's yeah. more Left for Dead. Oh, cool. Um, so uh, that's. I'm very down exciting. for that.
0: I am definitely down for that. Yeah, so Left for Dead, but it's Evil Dead. Yes, Left for Evil Dead. I well, I think. Let's see. It's. It comes out the weekend that I'm still in Florida, doesn't it? I think so. In two weeks.
1: But I'll be picking it up the first day. I say
0: I will pick it up as soon as I get back. So you gotta wait to start building your. You, you know. know
1: I won't be waiting for anyone. I know I won't be waiting play for the, you. Play or the anyone.
0: solo stuff first until I get back. <laughs> so I'm
1: excited about that. Bruce has been doing lots of publicity tours for that. Yeah, I've seen some of those. So ones. I've yeah, watched some videos and, just, and I'm just you know and he's talking about the it. it all ties back into the Doctor Strange. So I'm yes. just, I'm in Rami mode again. Right love it.
0: Yeah. Tell you what else? I still love his giant troll uh, photo of him with the with the Doctor Strange hair. <laughs> yeah. Yep. But I'll tell you what else. Okay.
1: I started the you let me borrow the Guardians of the Galaxy game for yes. PS5. And I really like it.
0: I do. I did too. The
1: story it was fun. It's good. There's it's like the amount of dialogue alone, oh yeah. is is wild. Oh, I know. It's like a movie.
0: Yeah. I, I would be fine if that was like... you know I We know it's not the next movie or anything, but... It's so far really a, good. Yeah. I finished only the first chapter. Okay. But,
1: boy, it's like really fun. Sean, have you played that? I have not.
2: Do they have that uh, for a PS4? Is that a P, or is it PS5? I think it's, it was on... I think
0: it's for both. I think it was I on both. Because yeah. I know they've
2: been releasing a lot for both, and I don't have a 5 yet, so... Yeah. <clears throat> I'll have to uh, check that out. I haven't got to play that yet,
1: though. It's, it's surprisingly good. yeah The changes make it more... It's funny because some of it's slightly changed from the movies, but right. it's more in line with the comics now. Yeah, which is super fun. And, and I the, like
0: the team team up options. Yes, and, and have you gotten into some of those? Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, and then just like the the team up abilities. Yeah. yeah like yeah. you have to use certain characters for certain things.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. So group makes a bridge. Yeah.
0: Rocket. Has explosions and can like fit through small holes. Yep. And Drax is really strong,
1: right? So like he's you. So that's like the sort of the lens in which you you solve lots of problems you would normally solve yourself, right? So like there's a big object that needs to be moved. Well, Drax is the strong one, so you tell him what to move and where to move it right. to, which is an interesting, you know, it's an interesting layer there, right? Uh, Kamora the
0: helps you up cliffs that are
1: and she cuts stuff. Yeah, yeah. She's got that sword. The sword. Oh yeah. So. No, it's fun though. The amount of dialogue and it's just it's like well written. Yeah, the first scene when you're just in your room as a kid, oh, yeah. listening to this fake band, yeah, it was awesome. Oh, I know. I explored the whole room. I was like, this is really in depth. <laughs> I, know, I know. So so
0: far so good. I recommend
2: it. Yeah. Now, do you play as Star Lord? Who, yeah. Oh, yeah, is that your main? Okay. That's your Lord main,
0: himself. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And what's cool is they've actually adapted his guns to the comic book, not like in the movies. Yeah, it's
1: much closer to the comics yeah. all around. Which is fun. Although you can unlock the outfits from the movies. Yeah. I well, immediately cool. made Groot into the movie <clears throat> Groot.
0: Yeah. I've got I've got you know, there's ones of like the comic book from like um oh Star Lord's um I'm trying to think where he's got the like military is it the uh Nova Corps, the Nova Corps suit? suit. Yeah, yeah, I've got the Nova Corps suit. I have that suit. one too, yeah. Uh, I've got a couple different Gamora ones. One, she's like in Thanos armor. Oh, that's awesome. So, I haven't seen that one yet. Yeah. And then uh, Rockets, a couple different colored outfits. And, mm-hmm. you know, Drax, I've got like the traditional. He's got like a loincloth and the. A... Yeah. He's like
1: a barbarian. <laughs> yeah.
0: <clears throat> it's pretty cool. And yeah. some of the. And those are all like from comic book different eras and everything yeah, else that's, it's a celebration of guardians huh? yeah it's really it's good
1: ri- it, it's good i remember being surprised when it won that award at the game awards right and i was like huh i guess maybe i need to look into this and now i'm i wish i hadn't waited so long yeah
0: well, well i got it for christmas I'm i finished it and now you can finish it
2: yes yeah. and i will <clears throat> Sean, what have you been playing or reading or watching? Uh, well, I've been playing a lot of uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. Not the new one, but the original. Yeah. Because yeah. I hadn't played that when it came out. And I've been really enjoying that game. Hunting robot dinosaurs is a lot of fun. Cooler <laughs> than you might think. <laughs> yeah. Yes, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> other than that, nothing. Working on, working on the comic that I've been working on that I, I think the last time I was on the show, I told you guys I was hoping to have... Uh, ready to go to print in February. Um, not quite there yet, but again, guidelines are guidelines are loose, right? Everything De- I've deadlines seen are loose. You're very so. close, though.
1: Yes, it's close okay. to being done.
2: Yeah, yeah. At least, the, at least the first, the initial chapter or uh, issue. I don't even know which issue, I guess, if you want to call it that. Um, but I've got several things going on, so I'm trying just basically now. I'm trying to tie things together so it's better for the reader. So yeah, that's but, cool. That's cool. <clears throat> thank you. But yeah, that's pretty much it. That's all I got going right now. Oh, uh, I am I am also going to Disney this summer as well. Nope. I'm not going to see a cool premiere of a of one of the most awesome movies this year, but <laughs> but we will be doing lots of cool things. And my boys will be making lightsabers while we're there. so Aww. that should be super cool. Everyone gets to do it, but me. I know. I'll get there. Well,
0: Sean doesn't get to do it.
2: I don't. His what? sons do. Yeah. My, my kids are doing it. I'm not. <laughs> Why I just, wouldn't you do it? Well, you know, you, you got to balance things out when it comes to... The All right, Thanos. The wife
0: told him no. Ah, fine. If you well, want to say it that way,
2: I'm trying to be cool about it. I see. I see. But, but yeah, other than that, yeah. Oh, oh, one other thing. One other thing. Mm-hmm. If any anybody that's local, um, I did just recently acquire a part-time job uh, bartending, and I'll be bartending at uh, the movie theater in O'Fallon if anybody is interested in coming out, having a drink, and seeing a movie. Is that
1: the coolest job ever?
2: It, I, I am... How do I say this without... I am... Probably way more excited for this job than I should be. <laughs> it
1: seems like it would be so fun to bartend at a movie theater. I know,
2: it, right? It, it is. It is very cool. Um, the Marcus Company so far is they seem to be super cool, super laid back. So we'll see what happens. But but yeah, I think uh, again, I don't know why I didn't bartend at a movie theater sooner.
0: So. <laughs> Fair enough. So that's it. That's my True life. It. True. It. So, a couple things we want to talk about. We did get, uh, you know, a couple episodes on Moon Knight. Yes. So.
1: I thought the last one was better. It yeah. was a fun, like, Tomb Raider sort of hangout. Well, out in kind a of tomb. a mix
0: of Tomb Raider and, uh, like.
1: Indiana Jones.
0: Well, that and the whole psychological thing. At the end? At the end.
1: Yeah. That was interesting. That was a fun reveal. And a little tease. I mean, I don't it, want to say too much about that. The whole,
0: the whole like scenario. I mean, I know it wasn't close, and it's something completely different. Kind of had a like thirteen monkeys.
1: Oh, okay. Feel to it. Okay, yeah. I haven't seen that in so long. I know. Right? Is that a
0: time travel movie? Yeah. That's what I said. A different concept, but the feel of that, in okay. those scenes. I see what you mean. Was though. really kind of a. I'm not going to say you're wrong there. No. I, if you knew that's your opinion, no, it made me no. Wrong, but...
2: No, 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 no. That's no. Yoda. Yeah,
0: I was going to say.
2: No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm blown away by uh, uh, Oscar Isaacs. Is that right? He's really good. Yeah. It, the, way he, the way he portrays that character, it, I was talking to Chris earlier, and in the first episode, it, there were times when he would switch back and forth, and I'm like, did they bring another actor in? Because he switches so well. It, I don't know. I just I am blown away by his performance in this show. I'm amazed at it. Yeah, he's the reason to watch. Yeah, I think. for sure, yeah. for sure. Poe
1: Dameron,
0: who knew? Was, yeah, yeah, really. Uh, <laughs> you laugh because you sequel you, haters. You laugh because you know. No, ah, I love him. Anyway, the best part was that, you know, talking about the, his duality acting. If yeah. you notice, the very end they did that scream, as comical as it was. Yeah. both both of them did it com- so differently.
1: Yeah, but it was very funny. But
0: it was very funny. And the you know, yeah, the reactions were different but similar. similar so you know, it's yes. kind of you know. So, but yeah, it's I'm I'm anxious to see. I'm gonna finish this it, all, it for sure. All, you I'm, know,
1: I'm not like I'm still not like blown away by it. But this last episode was a lot more fun. For
0: yeah, me. yeah. And I think it just you know it's almost just a showcase of his acting ability more than anything sure you know i'm i've always been okay with moon knight because he's played parts in other sure yeah story you Mm -hmm. know other things that i've been more interested in um i know here lately i think they've like almost overpowered him in the marvel
1: he's i mean really he's just like another deadpool now right
0: yeah i mean they've kind of kind of like over opining, right but that,
1: but also he doesn't seem to have that much of an effect on the overall universe no no he it's never really kinda, has yeah
0: and, and it seems like that any of the things that happen with other like marvel characters it only applies to in his book yeah not necessarily yeah other other aspects he's of, pretty well of the, contained yeah um so i'm but i mean i'm enjoying it Sure. Will I consider it the best one? No, no. but it's fun. It yeah. is fun. Yeah, I'm, not, it's I'm fun. not
1: trying to, again, I'm not trying to talk trash about Moon Knight. Oh, no, 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 no. It's fun.
0: I'm just, I'm, and you know, waiting for the end of May. <laughs> uh, you talking about Obi-Wan? Yes. You know, John Williams, like, asked to come back to score this. Yeah. It wasn't that they, per se, asked him. I would have begged him. But he was like, oh, I would have, too. But, I, I mean, he, like, I. this is one. So, and, you know, we, we had said, this may be, you know, as old as John Williams is, this may be his last thing that well, he would he would score. I hope not. I want him to go on for 30 more years.
1: <laughs> Just cranking him out.
0: 120, he's, like, you know, in a oh, chair, please. like Stephen Hawking.
1: <laughs> no more Star Wars, please. <laughs> nope. You keep writing. But, uh, Here's yeah. your pencil. <laughs> Dance, monkey. Yeah. Have you seen the whitest kids you know, John Williams sketch? Yes, that's pretty funny. Then is he's got like if if anyone hasn't seen that, um, that's a that's a fun one. That is is hilarious. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well,
2: I so. I think that him him coming back and requesting to come back and do the score though also kind of to me that gives me a little bit more faith in how they're going to do this one. Not that they've done a bad Star Wars show yet, really, but I have a lot more faith if he's you know if he's signed on. You know, also you and McGregor. I mean that helps. But helps uh, a lot. Yeah. Yeah. But I really feel like uh I feel like this might be really amazing. I'm being apprehensive though not apprehensive, cautious. Yes. Cautious.
0: Yeah. But, cautiously optimistic. Cautiously optimistic. I'm fully optimistic. There's no caution here. Well, the first half of Boba Fett was kind of listen.
1: Mando has been a better show than Boba.
0: Oh absolutely. I'll absolutely. I'll say it out loud
1: to you and to anyone.
0: Oh, I won't disagree.
1: But Well, maybe if Tomorrow Morrison was around, I would say, Hey, Boba Fett, <laughs> number one. <laughs>
0: he might <sighs>
1: but so uh but no, I they've all been good. And yeah. I'm I'm just looking forward to more more of the
0: wars. Yes. Right.
2: Well, and I, I think I think you're absolutely right with Mando being the, the better show. But I think Mando's the better show because he's Kind of the Boba Fett that people wanted to see anyway, hundred percent. Yeah, you know, and I it it was so funny reading after the first few episodes of Boba Fett, all these people saying, "Well, we want to see him bounty hunting, and we want to see him doing this." And it's like, so you want to see the Mandalorian only with Boba Fett? Yeah. (laughs) Why would they make two shows that are identical? That doesn't make sense. Yeah, they
1: kind of did screw Boba by making Mando in in some way.
0: Yeah, to to a small degree. Yeah,
1: but But it's interesting to see him, his character, do other things and kind of turn into something else. I'm fine with it. Yeah,
0: I'm okay with it. With it being an older. Like I said, an older uh, Boba Fett. You know, yeah. you know he. It's one of those things. It's not like he's a robot. He can't do it forever. Well, I, and, and I, I do don't... think they tied up a few of his like open storylines. I mean, the campaign sure. thing, the final yeah little showdown thing, mm-hmm. and he did show a flash of potentially how badass that Boba Fett was in his quote unquote prime. And you know what they could do
1: at any point if they wanted to. They could do a prime Boba Fett show. Oh yeah, they and they probably will. Like guaranteed, like it'll take place like between, I don't know, episode three and episode or episode six or something, right? And th- they could totally do that. He's a man in armor, for sure. Well, wouldn't well, it be?
0: Le- uh, what is the guy, the kid's name? I mean, he's older. He's like the one who played young. Yes, yeah, Logan. Something I can't remember his last. Yeah, name. Yeah,
2: I'm not. I was just going to say the same thing. I think you're going to say though they could, you know, they could put him in that. Get him in that armor. In yeah. that armor. Absolutely. That would be... Not your armor.
0: Yeah. I want my armor. Let's do
2: it. Yeah. Unless, of course, he would turn that down. I mean, you know. I don't think he I would. I mean, who would?
0: You know? I, it's, yeah.
1: As a famous, famously wise man once said, turn down for what? <laughs> <laughs> Why would he do that? Well, see,
0: and then, Why? you know, the Young Boba Fett show can get R.S. Singh.
1: We yeah. love R. Singh. I know, yeah. right? We want more R. Singh. I agree. She's
0: like, I mean, she's like the modern day Boba Fett, isn't she?
1: She's she. Is, I mean, really? Let's me yeah, on, You she, know, she is. Yeah, she's uh, You've, she's
2: no Fennec Shan. Well, no, she's all right. oh hell no. <laughs> well, what uh, she? How many appearances she has she actually made? Tons in the expanded universe, right? Well, there I there mean, in that like in the, in the actual films, t- she was t- in. Twice, I Twice. think two, yeah. Okay,
0: and less than three minutes of screen and she's
1: time. and she's right. mentioned verbally in solo. Yeah, that's it.
2: Oh yeah, okay, okay, yeah. So yeah, I mean that. Yeah, I. Yeah, again, yeah, absolutely. She. Is. Any other questions about R. S. Sing? How long are her fingers? Oh boy, just long enough.
0: <laughs> Depending on who you are. Yeah. Uh,
1: as okay, enough, enough. <laughs> I don't know. Sorry, I asked the question. <laughs> We better move away from Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, we might end up talking about Episode right. 8. Well, going from someone I don't with want to long, make anyone mad.
0: And going from someone with really long fingers that are well and, you know, well enough to, you know, Vikings fighting in the nude.
1: Yeah, <laughs> hell yeah. All right. I went to go
0: see The Northman yeah. on preview night. It was visually amazing. I'm sure. It was a good movie. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. I mean, knowing Norse mythology—not—not not what you see in the MCU or—or or, uh, you know, uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla—but knowing right. more more Norse mythology. But Chris mythology. Hemsworth was Thor, right? Yeah, huh?
1: But Chris Hemsworth was Thor in this, right? <laughs> no. Well, uh, well, at least they had Hiddleston as Loki. I'm sure.
0: Uh no. <laughs> what? 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 <laughs> what? <laughs> what? the The most that you visually see of anything that's North that you see of North mythology, person-wise, is mm. well, that's a spoiler, probably, right? In it, well, no, Should because I... you've seen it in the trailer. I haven't. Yeah, you have. No,
1: I'm gonna bleep that. Yeah, okay. I'm gonna bleep that out with a funny sound, nah. like a fart sound.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> like a nasty one. <laughs>
1: Good. If I remember to do that, right? P- people will have just heard a confusing fart sound, and then they'll hear me
0: explain this. But um. <laughs> <laughs> moving on it was good though no it was it was I mean, really good I, has, I liked it a lot we I mean, love the lighthouse and we love the
1: witch
3: so. right
0: and it's I mean shot you know aspect of visually you've got those those intense scenes where it's like on top of you but then you've also have the visual scenes that are so wide open and mm-hmm. you know visually stunning so you
1: can see stuff like volcanoes and
0: stuff yeah, I yeah. mean, and just and and just even the way they shoot some of the like, village scenes, it 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 really I I like the way well and you know Egger. I mean, look at the two movies that are the yeah. most popular. Of course, a lot of that is his like his style. His
1: brand is his, a his, beautiful style. Yeah. yeah,
0: it's a very beautiful style. And if you ever listen, we'd love to have you on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think he's busy right now. I know he is. Uh, Actually, he
1: was on Marin this last week, and it oh, was yeah. really interesting. So yeah. if anyone listens to WTF, I do when the guest is right. Yeah. And, uh, boy, it was an interesting conversation. Yeah. but uh, Sounds like Nosferatu never happening. Really? Which is too bad. Yeah. Uh, who, who knows? knows? He. I mean, he left it open. He's like, oh, I'd love to, but the way these things go, it might not ever happen. Right. But his Nosferatu would be... I mean, the ultimate Nosferatu. Oh, yeah. Or it could be, anyway.
0: Could be. But, um, um, yeah, visually studying the characters, for the most part, most of them don't put you off. You know, they're not off-putting. I know some people have, like, had some beef with Nicole Kidman in it. But the thing is, is she looks much rougher and older than she does, like, you know, you see her normally. Mm-hmm. So she has that, like,
1: well, they made her look like she belongs in the universe. Yeah. Good. I mean,
0: t- yeah, in, in that time period. Um, uh, what's her name? Anna Taylor. Uh, Anna Taylor-Joy? Yes. She she can play almost anything. She's great. I mean, you know, and yet again, another, uh, you know, A24 movie where you see her three-fourths away naked.
1: Oh, right. It's but <laughs> You just need nude people I mean, in well, all of these I, movies. I'm, I'm good with just,
0: yeah, I'm just good with her. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> i see no uh no i mean it was it it, it really brought a lot of mythology little known mythology i mean you don't get any of the mjolnir or anything like that but some of the because nobody could pick it up well even this guy may whoa all right (laughs) but um it's it's really a visually beautiful movie i know some people have said it's a little confusing but what what movie from him isn't? Yeah, I, that's. I'm a, <laughs> at times. I, I think fully it's, that. it's more that it makes you. It's confusing enough to be a insane conversation piece. Okay, you right. know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, because you can debate like little things that what everybody that sees differently. Yeah, that's fine. Um, you know, so I mean, that's that's one of the things that I like well, about. When Marin movie. asked him
1: what the lighthouse was about, he he was hesitant. He's like, I'm not. It sounded like he wasn't even sure himself. Right. He he did bring up like well there's themes of this and themes of this right but there's no one answer of well it's it's about this time that me and my brother when there's nothing yeah. none of that yeah it is just these themes that are there that you're supposed to interpret
0: right so and i like that i yeah. really like that you know and i think that's one of the things in in a lot of modern movies mm-hmm. that don't have that thought provoking
1: sort of the david lynch thing of like well if i want to show little tiny people running out of a bag in someone's room without any explanation in an otherwise normal movie with, with no supernatural elements, right?
0: I will. That would be like the only thing in the movie, and you're like, <laughs> what? where the hell did that come from? <laughs> yeah. But then you would debate it with your buddies. Yeah. You know? Exactly. Non-stop. But no, I highly recommend it. I, I would highly recommend seeing this in like an IMAX or a Dolby Theater mm-hmm. because of the, the visual scope. And there's a few battle scenes that especially being in that Dolby Theater, I oh, mean, yeah. are just You're feel amazing yeah. and just draw you right in. So That's awesome. it's it's a, you know, it's a definite must see. Great, I think. Great.
1: I'll Very cool. I'll see it if I can. If it ever gets here. I did see uh, I took the kid to see the new Fantastic Beast movie yesterday. Uh-huh. Yeah, she liked it. I haven't seen the second one, so I was super <laughs> lost about what was going on. Um, it was it was fine. I I don't know. I, it didn't seem. It was pretty dark. It yeah, was pretty grim. It didn't seem exactly for kid. Like, not that it's inappropriate for children, but I wasn't sure. Like, it's a if, lot
0: darker than w- what your Harry or, Potter. I movies was thinking, and, like, would yeah. a kid
1: have a good time? Yeah, maybe a teen, but and, but she liked it a lot. She was. Yeah. She laughed at all the funny stuff, and although it wasn't that much funny stuff, right? I mean, a movie about Newt Scamander, the weirdo, that's funny. Yeah, he, he, there wasn't a whole lot of that. Right. It was mainly like uh, Mads Mikkelsen pacing in a room and talking quietly, and then like killing an, an animal, <laughs> and it was probably pretty brutal. So I'm like, right. I don't know. I thought maybe kids would not respond well. Right to the murder of a newborn animal but
0: whatever well i mean you know do you think that in regards to with the harry potter quote-unquote universe yeah all those people that are now you know they started from the beginning sure you know they're all in there this is more for the people that started with harry well, you potter. know it's funny
1: i'm the one that's been out here saying harry potter needs to be dark yeah i'm the one i've said that here it and it's it, it this is that and it's much more mature, and there's right the story would not make sense to a kid for sure. Right, it's all this political stuff, and people are being elected for things, and there's all this intrigue and stuff. It's uh, it was more interesting to me. It, like it did hold on, to, it it did hold me because of that. Right, but at the same time, I was like, it was confusing to me as an adult. Going, I thought this was for kids. Yeah. So,
0: so that's what I'm thinking maybe they've kind of shifted, especially with this, to more of the mm-hmm. people that started with. It must be. You know how many what, what was it? Twenty? Nineteen
1: ninety six or something? Yeah. Yeah. Or at least the first book was.
0: Right. You know, that started with those that are finally in their late twenties, thirty mm-hmm. middle thirties, you know, age range. Yep. That now they're starting to make these more for those people instead of necessarily those people. Right. Millennials. Well. Am I a millennial? <laughs> yes, you are. Oh no. Uh, <laughs> I, don't know, I was born in the it, I was born in the
1: eighties. Does that count? I don't know. All right.
0: What's next? Uh, I think we just need to, you know, we've wasted enough time. Oh, oh. You know it's coming from the top rope. Oh, boy. What is it? It's the Mashup <laughs> Mania 2. The
1: mashup Mania 2. Mashup Mania 2. The second one.
0: So... Uh, oh yeah oh jeez i thought you hurt yourself
1: oh no <laughs> no
0: not a i'm in vain. my spine yeah.
1: okay well with dr strange coming out we thought yes. it would be fun to revisit this concept that we've done before where we basically write a fan fiction mashing up multiple um popular universes from pop culture right, right. that's the that's the basic thing yeah um and there's no rules there's no rules This is a no holds barred. It doesn't
0: have to be set specifically one thing or another. No, it doesn't
1: have to be Marvel. We we just want to do that because we thought, you know, Doctor Strange having multiverse uh, implications and there probably being some mashup elements in in that movie. In honor
0: of the upcoming. exactly.
1: So, we did ask uh, listeners if they had anything to send, and we actually did get a submission from our friend Bones over at the Five Day Rentals podcast. Check them out. Yes. Give them a listen. Give them a rating. Um... I'm going to go ahead and pull up his now. If I can find it, <laughs> I found it. Amazing! Oh, so I'm going to go ahead and read this. Go for it. I have not pre-screened this. Okay. Uh, so I have no idea what the contents will be, anything. Okay. So I'm just going to read this.
0: Well, and just a little side note: we have not told each other anything. No, of no one. one of yeah, our, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just
1: to be clear, no one has spoken to each other about what the contents of their mashup is. Okay. So. Settle in for story time. We're going to be speaking for a long time now. Yeah. Here we go. 1880s, Lake Superior. A steam freighter full of iron ore is making way from Michigan to Pennsylvania. Some of the crew hear a noise below decks. When one of the crew go below to investigate, they find a large otherworldly device. As they approach the machine, a flash, the entire freighter disappears. 1930s, Chicago. (laughs) during a bank robbery led by a notorious gangster lippy hampton uh, uh, uh hold on i thought there was going to be another gangster listed but there wasn't uh okay let me let me take that again okay during a bank robbery led by notorious gangster lippy hampton a ghostly form of lippy appears in the vault the ghost lippy warns a live lippy leave now you mook lippy obviously confused but dismissive continues with the with the robbery but upon exiting the bank is riddled with bullets 1991 new york a real grungy type gal named moxie is closing up the dive bar she works at she doesn't realize that one of the chains holding a neon beer sign attached to the ceiling is falling the sign starts to lean moxie is startled by the sound of her own voice she looks up and sees a ghostly version of herself yell move moxie steps back in terror of the sight this thankfully moves her back just before the sign falls and crashes to the floor Moxie then heads to a former fire station now home of the Ghostbusters Ray Stance and Winston are the heads of the field division Egon runs an RD program and of course Fenkman is marketing Uh, RD research and design I assume Uh, Moxie makes her case about seeing a ghost of herself the Ghostbusters investigate nothing in the bar but Moxie when studied shows signs of being not alive how can I not be alive because you should be dead says Spangler meanwhile 1991 hill valley california marty mcfly is at the park with his wife jennifer and young son huey oh huey that's so <laughs> good bones marty and his son are using metal detector across an open field beeping intensifies they find something they dig up a tin box a letter inside from doc 1859 doc writes that he wants to meet marty he lists an address hill valley later a warehouse formerly owned by the brown estate Marty arrives just as there is a flash and crack in the sky. Doc arrives in this new time machine. Based on a carriage. Think horse and buggy, but no horses. The new design allows Doc to move the space around the time machine. The the machine stays in the same space. The space around it moves. This means the time machine gets to 88 miles per hour without actually moving. Very smart. Doc demonstrates. The carriage lifts into the air. The four giant wheels begin to spin. A blue line of energy coming off each one and bam, gone. Marty stares into nothing and taps his foot. One minute later, a flash, and Doc returns in the carriage, but this time behind Marty. Doc almost forgets why he came back to the future, of course. <laughs> he begins to tell Marty that he, he and his wife, Clara, uh, were taking the boys on a history lesson of the American Civil War by visiting D.C. in 1963. After a day of far too much bloodshed, we decided to take Jules and Vern to the newly opened Ford Theater. Marty, I saw the ghost of Abraham Lincoln... <laughs> Marty, I saw the ghost of Abraham Lincoln. (laughs) Doc, you're telling me you saw a ghost? I can't do it, Marty. (laughs) Marty, I'm telling you I saw a ghost of a man that wouldn't be killed for another two years. (laughs) New York. Venkman says, time ghosts? If we could predict ghosts, that's basically printing money. Egon and Ray surmise that something is obviously out of whack. One of the many parallel dimensions to our own must be off time. Blah, blah, blah. What are we going to do, build a time machine? Winston asks. We don't need to, Ray responds with a side eye to Egon. We've been hearing rumors about a guy, says Egon. Where is he? Venkman asks. I think you mean, when is he? Dot, dot, dot. Um, and then it turns into just some basically notes. Uh, eventually, these two parties join up. Um, while in the Ghostbusters HQ, going over the possible scenarios of the out-of-sync parallel dimensions, Doc is going all crazy on the chalkboard. Maybe Egon puts that head device on Doc, like he put on Tully in the first one. Similar <laughs> to the mind device Doc was playing with in 1955. Yes. Um, while going over theories of multiple timelines and parallel dimensions, Finkman makes a joke about using Time Machine to get rich. Marty explains that he tried once and it didn't work out so well. Finkman insists that his discipline is unmatched. <laughs> he should still give it a try as a scientist. But he isn't given the chance because as everything is, as everything is jeering Vinkman, Bam. Oh, as everyone is jeering, everything couldn't be jeering him unless it's Ash and Evil Dead 2 and the, right. the lamp comes alive. Uh, <laughs> BAM! From out of nowhere, Max Walker, the time cop, arrives. <laughs> There's always an asshole you could never take who could never take no for an answer. Who is this guy? Winston asks. I don't bake cookies for a living. Max Walker informs the Ghostbusters and Doc and Marty that a massive time crime has occurred. A giant load of iron ore or some other raw material was stolen from our dimension's past and taken into our future of another dimension where it is super rare and valuable. The massive movement through dimensions of literal mass has caused shockwaves, ripples, that through the timelines and dimensions that it passed through. Turns out, Shandor has figured out time needs raw materials to build. Wait, hang on. Shandor has figured out time needs raw materials to build a conduit large enough to summon Gozer from the past or something. Imagine a flying Ecto-1. This is just things now you should do. Imagine a flying Ecto-1, sure. Marty on a hoverboard with a proton pack. Maybe being dragged through New York City subway by a ghost. Hell yes. That should be... We need some uh, fan art or something (laughs) for that. That's a beautiful image. (laughs) The traps become a sort of time trap or portal. Doc adjusts one one to give one of the Ghostbusters the ability to jump into and come back out at a different time or something. That's all the notes. That's fun. That is fun. I think the... Ultimate cool thing there is the Martin McFly Ghostbusters mashup. Yeah. that Did that ever happen? Like, it seems like that should absolutely have happened.
0: I don't think that's ever happened. Maybe in a comic book or something? No, nah, I don't uh. even think in a comic book that I know of. Nah. I mean, if somebody yeah, nothing, knows. That was great. Send them some much. That's, that was fun. That's wow, awesome.
2: mine is terrible. That was. <laughs> You want to do yours next, Sean? So uh, next uh, Sean. Oh. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I, I guess. But let's. I don't want to disappoint anyone. Well, but thank <laughs> you very much, Bones, because that yes, was super fun. That was awesome. I'm
1: going to be thinking about Marty in the subway with a proton pack. Yeah. On a hoverboard. So good. Busting goes. <laughs> oh man, that's fun.
2: Okay. Oh uh, yeah. The floor I, is I, yours. I can do mine next. Mine is not going to be nearly as awesome as that because, well, I'm just not that awesome. All right. <laughs> wow. So okay. This is lame. So, <laughs> I, see, so, well, see, I take your I take your expectations way down, and then maybe I hit something good, and you guys like it. Okay, all right, <laughs> okay. So mine's going to be a little bit more traditional. So he's doing the Scotty. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right. Go right, ahead. right. So okay, mine's going to be a little bit more based in in the Marvel universe. So in kind of the way I some things I would like to see. So with that preface, I'll just Fun. I'll just go. Okay. So you start out, and it's space. Darkness, space, no, final front, anyway. the no, final, fr- <laughs> the, the frontier, and and you see a uh, you see the solar system as we kind of come closer into the solar system, um, and moving towards the third planet, which is no longer there. <gasps> it is an asteroid belt, and as this streak of silver flies through the air, you begin to see pieces of what was left of Earth, like the Statue of Liberty's torch and a little I Love New York sticker on a <laughs> taxi cab as it floats through space. Um, and the Silver Surfer, the Silver Surfer, I can say that now, flies in and around the debris, <clears throat> heading towards what looks like, in the distance, a slight red glow of something. And as he hits the glow, he disappears. And then you hear the voice of matt smith from doctor who doctor who doctor yeah. Who. i was listening the voice of matt smith is doctor who and he says i found it but so has he and he's passed through <gasps> so the silver surfer now as you see him hit the red and disappear he basically shift to a view of the moon our moon and it has a eerie red glow to it um and it is actually taking it is actually in the orbit of what the earth had been and as he comes closer to the moon a vase a, not a vase a, a base, base, base a base comes into view uh the base looks as though it's been pieced together from scrap from um the remains of earth and as he gets closer, you see that really cool emblem that they showed in the Marvel Universe that had kind of the four and the X, but was the remainder of the Avengers sign. Hmm. And uh, the next voice you hear as he get, as, as he approaches the compound is the voice of Patrick Stewart. It's happened sooner than, than expected. We must hurry if we are to save Earth, their Earth. Whoa! Now, pan to the to the inside of a tech room that's very, very similar to and reminiscent of Stark's Workshop and the Avengers Compound, and it is Silver Surfer walking in, and from the back view, you see Professor X and another tall, lean figure. <clears throat> the lean figure speaks, and it's the voice of John Krasinski, because oh. I heard the rumor that he might be playing this character, <laughs> and I was like, I'm going for this. I love this, this idea. This sounds fantastic, yeah. by so, the way. So, thank you, thank you. So the lean figure says, my team is ready. And then he reaches over all the way across the room with a super long extended arm, grabbing a tablet, bringing it back, not taking his eyes off of the work that he's doing. That's why I said fantastic. Yes. You get it? It was a joke. Fantastic. I got it. I got it. I didn't get it. But I get it now. (laughs) Professor? The professor turns around and he's wearing what looks to be a modded cerebro headpiece. Cerebro. The X Men will be ready. <clears throat> the professor then speaks again Wanda, can you send us through? Oh, oh, sorry about that. Um, <laughs> then, then the voice of, of the Scarlet Witch Wanda, yes, Professor, but you cannot return. And I cannot accompany you. The professor. Do not worry, Wanda. Cerebro has a detailed schematic of your psyche. You'll be melded with their Earth's Wanda. The professor to Mr. Fantastic. The X-Men are ready. And the scene cuts and fades away to a scene of our Earth and a uh, castle with a little sign as you approach it that's Latveria. Mm. Dr. Doom sits on his throne in full armor without the mask wrapped in green robes and it is Chris Eckelstein, yes another Doctor oh. who <laughs> Ecclestein sits there his eyes are closed as they zo- as you zoom into his face and his eyes pop open with a slight glow and he says he has arrived and then as, as he says that the room shakes with a super loud voice the voice of James Earl Jones <gasps> hopefully he's still alive Darth Vader and the voice simply says I am in need of a new Herald. And then it fades off to dark.
1: That's it. That's all I got. <laughs> so James Earl Jones is Galactus?
2: Galactus, Galactus yes. Yes. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm so mean, where I like thought
1: that. this was going is I thought that these leftover X-Men and heroes were, would then be transplanted into the MCU is, that, what going, is that, that where you're
2: going? Is that where you're going? That's where I was going with it because when we're thinking mashup, I, w- I was trying to think of so many different things and I just couldn't hammer something down. And I thought, you know what? I'm just going to go with some things that I would like to see them do in the universe based on what's happened now. So you figure that with the multiverse being cracked the way that it is, what my, my thought was. This is like everybody's thought, and what we all think are probably going to happen is you're going to interject these characters that have not been into the Marvel Universe into it. And I thought, I wanted to go in a direction with Galactus and the Fantastic Four because, I mean, I I think most of us that are fans want to see that in the universe, as well as the X-Men. So I figured, how can we do that and put them into the universe? And I think the best way, well, one of the best ways to do it is to destroy their Earth, which, who can destroy a planet easier than Galactus? Well, multitude of people in the Marvel Universe. The Death Star. No, oh, that's not Marvel. But, <laughs> sorry. Well, well we, we could have done that. We could have done that mashup. That's but what anyway. I thought you were doing when yeah. you said James Earl Jones. Yeah, at first. Yep. Nope, nope. I'm not mashing it up that much. Okay. Just mashing <laughs> some Marvel characters together. And that's how I figured we could bring them in. So that is that is that's my cool. mashup. That's fine. Yeah, that's that fun. is fun.
0: So I guess it's me. Okay. I, I went much darker than you guys.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you haven't heard mine yet.
0: Yeah, well, no. Um, I even have the title for it and the tagline. I mean, the title of this would be Punishment. <gasps> the tagline, The Nightmares That May Come. Oh, my God. I'm scared already. <laughs> um, Very cool. Very cool. We open with our main character, Frank, doing what he does best. After days of surveillance, Frank uh, has uh, found the hideout of one of the most brutal criminal families in the city. But little known to Frank, they've been watching him as well. <sighs> And have set a trap to finally take down the Punisher. Oh my God! Uh, once the assault begins, the trap is set, and Frank is rendered unconscious after taking out fifteen men. <laughs> in the pro, or after taking out fifteen men in the process, right. uh, Frank is uh, awakes briefly with the the head of the family, slick dressed, gangster looking guy. Briefly to see him, Overeem tells him that uh, everything you thought was wrong and I was the one that killed your family. Oh. You've been chasing your tail all this time. And then suddenly a flash.
1: The flash? Just a guess. Just a f- No. Okay.
0: <laughs> no. Um, you know, Frank awakes in his family home. But oddly enough there's no pictures of his family. Uh oh. And it's he search you know, he's confused, searches around, he opens a front door and there stands a Vietnam era soldier that's blurry, talks to him and he says that um are you supposed to be here? He says, And by the way, my name is Rook. Uh, he also tells Frank to watch the TV which shows the moment that the mob boss blows Frank's brains out. Oh. Uh, Frank, Frank realizes his he, uh, dead. Ask if uh, he's in heaven and Rook replies, this place is what you make of it. Mm. And when Frank asks if this... Uh, God, I am losing my place really bad on this. And this <laughs> is so are. horrible. Um... Ask him, "This heaven? This is what you make of it?" Um, and he asks uh, where his wife and child is. Rook only replies, "Because of the nature that they died, they are not in this place." Frank becomes angry and starts to physically, or to get physical with uh, his guide. And suddenly, another dark shade appears, twice the size of a normal man, and in a booming voice, utters the words. Frank Castle, you have been found not worthy. And begins to rapidly shoot uh, black bolts at the pair like a Gatlin gun. <laughs> uh, Rook tosses a rifle. He unslung on his back to Frank. and in an intense fight... I should have done this on my pad so you don't hear the pain. <laughs> no, that's, uh, that's cooler this I way. I know. It's all analog, uh, man. In, in intense fight... Uh, bloody and mangled Frank gets a final kill shot and behind the fallen dark enemy a flaming gate opens Frank thinks he knows what he has to do and Rook tells him I can only take you so far but be warned you will not like what you find Mm. after several trials and tests of his faith and love for his family uh, Frank's companion Rook finally reveals his final self Rook is actually Frank from the Vietnam era, mm. just a younger version of himself. He's and Frank realizes he has been in his own hell since the beginning. That he's being there as his own choice, and and to um, relive relive his sins, and while he was alive. And that his family is in heaven waiting for him from the time that Frank battles his own demons and can let it go. With this revelation, Frank comes to terms with where he is and what he must be or what he must do. Knowing his family is in a better place, the mission must continue. Oh. In a final scene, Frank appears in a throne, grizzled, face paint, Punisher vest, Almost like at the end of Conan the Barbarian, crush your enemies and ready to battle those that come to hell to be punished. Mm. So he's like the Grim Reaper now. So it's kind of a kind of a mashup of what dreams may come, Dante's Inferno, and the Punisher.
1: Interesting. I like
2: that. I like that idea. That's, that's a good that's, story
1: for Castle to do. Yeah, absolutely.
2: Yeah, sure. Absolutely. That was great. So. Yep.
1: Yeah, I like it. Uh, that could make like a really good like one shot comic. You know, That's what I I kind
0: of thought is like a, a what if. It's a really perfect what if. Yeah, absolutely yeah. perfect what if. So so I thought it was kind of interesting, especially you know his backstory, and uh, you know loving the the you know the Divine Comedy, Dante's Inferno mm-hmm. kind of concept to it, and then also a little bit of that what dreams may come kind of not knowing totally what's going on and things aren't completely what they seem and you know the fact that you know the revelation that your own it's things are of your own making that that may come once we're all gone
1: a cautionary tale
0: a cautionary tale
1: It's going to be hard to top you guys
0: oh, I don't know about that mm. Calm down <laughs>
1: Now listen mine is long Mayan Mayan is that a hint is long <laughs> there's no Mayans in no. this there's Damn. no no uh, but the, it's I, I believe this will take me about 10 minutes to read so everyone settle in uh settled yeah settle in I got a couple things here okay alright are we ready let's go mine doesn't have a name it's more fun if you just uh sort of get to figure it out as it goes right okay Boy, I can't believe we're doing this. <laughs> uh, I've been nervous about this all week. Really? Yep. It's gonna be good. We'll all right. Just,
2: we'll just compare it to mine. It'll be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Here we go.
1: And look, this is like everyone has said. Like we only had so much time for these. Yeah. Okay. I, you don't need me to say this. You no. We're gonna. Here we go. Just jump this, in. These are just for fun. H-
0: Handlong, jumping. All right.
1: Here we go. It's a beautiful fall day. The sun is shining and the leaves are just beginning to fall around a beautiful two-story home in New York. Jerry Blake comes home with a bouquet of flowers for his new wife, a celebration of their starting a new life together along with their dog and his wife's children from her previous marriage. Jerry whistles to himself as he walks up the sidewalk, enters the gate, and up the steps to the front door. He notices that the door is unlocked and left ajar, which alarms him. He opens the door and enters a scene of absolute carnage. There's blood on every surface, parts of the dog and his family strewn around around the entire room, up the steps, even down the hall and across the kitchen. Jerry drops to his knees, shaking, not because of the shocking violence or all the blood. He was used to those. Uh, Jerry is devastated because he had finally found his perfect life, a happy family, an amazing wife, and kids who shared the same values and ticked every single box of his almost unattainable ideal family, something he had tried time and again to achieve, having to start over so many times, and now it was all gone. Suddenly, Jerry becomes aware of another living presence in the room. Or was it living? The figure moved from a shadowy hall and stood in front of Jerry, its details obscured by a dark haze and yet somehow transparent. A voice emanated from the figure, a rasping, horrible voice. I have taken your family from you in order to send a message. If you wish to keep your life, you must deliver my enemies to me, to my servant of the flesh. The figure seems to turn slightly, gesturing somehow towards the stairs. Loud, thudding footsteps can now be heard, moving on the second floor. Slowly, a second figure becomes visible at the top step, a hulk of a man, breathing heavily, wearing a badly damaged hockey mask and holding a still bloody machete. Jerry trembles, unsure if he should believe his eyes and ears. He gulps and wipes sweat from his forehead before asking, Why me? What made you come here, to my home, to my perfect family? The growling voice responds, I am a force of darkness, untethered to your world. I can see behind the faces of man, into their hearts. You are comprised of the same force, and for that reason I was drawn to you. As to your family, I needed to remove them, for they were a distraction. A stopper on the maw that you are compelled to feed with blood. Jerry is still shaking and sweating, but he composes himself, straightens up, and smiles. You know, I think I can help you out with that. Who is it that you'd like me to get for you? The figure suddenly and violently turns, pointing towards the television, which flips on, the sound blasting Jerry's eardrums. dread in your
2: basement or attic? Have you or any of your family ever seen a spook, specter, or ghost? If the answer is yes, then don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professionals.
1: The dark figure seems to illuminate for a moment, revealing a scowling 15th century man with blonde hair. What was will be, what is will be no more. Now is the season of evil. I, Vigo, the scourge of Carpathia, the sorrow of Moldavia, command you to bring me the Ghostbusters. With that, the dark figure seems to reconfigure himself, changing into a portrait of a scowling man which fixed itself to the wall. It is now night, days later. The same two-story home now has a for-sale sign in front of it. Inside, the viscer and gore has all been cleared away. Jerry tosses and turns in bed, visions of terrible things flashing in his mind. Suddenly, just when he thinks he might be losing his mind, a crashing sound can be heard downstairs. He jumps to his feet and cautiously proceeds down the stairs. He doesn't see anyone or anything out of place, and is just turning to go back upstairs when he sees something incredible out the back window. He knows it can't be real, but somehow, it's full daylight outside, and there is his family in the backyard. His wife is smiling and laughing, playing with the children and the dog. Jerry moves closer to the sliding glass door and sees another man walk over to his wife. He embraces and kisses her, then turns around and looks directly at Jerry through the glass door, grinning. It's his own face smiling back at him. He doesn't understand. But before he could even reach a hand out to slide open the door, the outside version of himself turns away from his wife and fully faces the door. Jerry hears his own voice begin to speak. Jerry, is that you? Or is it Henry? Or Bill? I don't know how you do it. I can't keep him straight. Who or what are you? Demands Jerry, now opening the door and stepping out onto the damp dew-covered back. uh, Stepping out onto the dew. Fuck me. (laughs) Hang on. (laughs) Stepping out. I don't feel so bad. Listen. Jerry, opening the door and stepping out onto the damp, dew-covered grass of the backyard. As he steps through the doorway, the scene changes instantly. It is now pitch black outside. His family is gone, and the man standing in front of him is now dressed in a filthy green and red-striped sweater. Red-striped sweater? It's a green and red-striped sweater with a fedora (laughs) on top of his hideously burnt grinning face. Oh, I'm not from around here. But in light of recent events... Recent events, Jesus Christ. But in light of recent events, I thought it might be time to take a little trip. As Hold he on. shouts the time last... Out. What? Is, is, is there a problem? Do we need an intermission?
0: Since, since when did Freddy become Jesse Ventura?
1: Now listen here. I'm the governor. If they are similar, okay? The way I do them. That's just the way I do them. Uh, as he shouts the last few words... Oh, by the way, he said it's time to take a little trip. A trip! Okay. As he shouts to the last viewer, it's a pun. uh, He lunges towards Jerry, tackling him straight through the glass door behind him. As the glass shatters and the two men fall backwards, the scene in the house changes to that of a psychedelic forest with giant mushrooms and strange otherworldly creatures. I have a proposition for you, Jerry, but first I'm going to need you to have an open mind. The burned man reaches a finger with a clawed glove to Jerry's forehead and slices a circle of flesh as blood pours over Jerry's head. The man reaches for a nearby mushroom, which he slices up with a bladed hand and shoves under the bleeding skin flap on Jerry's head. Jerry continues to scream and convulse as the mystery man's tongue elongates and slithers across the wound, which heals the disgusting... Uh, As the disgusting tongue moves across it, his screams start to slow and his breathing relaxes. The mushrooms obviously starting to have an effect on him. He slowly rises to his feet and looks around the dark forest, his eyes traveling towards the only source of light his eyes can now see, a single spotlight which shines on a massive door, which has the appearance of something from medieval times. The burned man laughs and gestures the clawed finger to the door. Seems like you got your head on straight now. This way, Jerry. As Jerry steps through the door, The scene changes once again to reveal a massive, almost unfathomably large, cathedral-like interior with thousands of doors. Jerry looks around in wonder, the mushroom seeming to calm his nerves and helping him focus on his surroundings without further panic setting in. What is this place? Why'd you bring me here? As you can see, there's an awful lot of doors here. They lead to all sorts of places. Some of them aren't for the living. But these are my doors. This is my domain. And it has come to my attention that Goldilocks has been sleeping in my bed. As the burned man points towards the doorway, a shadowy imitation of the man in the painting, a memory appears in one of the doorways, walks a few paces, and exits through another door. I'm going to turn him into cold porridge, and you're going to help me. The burned man once again lunges towards Jerry, extending a clawed hand that grasps him firmly by the neck. He pulls Jerry's head close and quickly starts whispering in his ear, telling him the intimate details of the plan. The burned man takes a step back from Jerry and smiles. I know I can count on you, Jerry. And if you get this right, maybe I can make sure you get that American dream you've been chasing. Now, Freddy says, wakey, wakey. He slashes Jerry's shirt, ripping it. And opening several gashes down his chest, Jerry sits straight up in bed, gasping for breath and clutching his now bleeding chest. This was definitely not a dream. A few weeks later, Jerry pulls up to his home and once again whistles while he walks towards the front door. He unlocks the door and enters, looking around and raising his voice so that anyone in the house might be able to hear him. Okay, today's the day. I've got them coming to investigate this pesky poltergeist problem that's kept me from selling this place. (laughs) Right on schedule, the Ecto-1 makes its way down the street and pulls into the driveway. The busters waste no time disembarking and readying their equipment. Egon is barely out of the car before he's running scans and waving his sensors around the area, taking readings and gathering data. Venkman is last to emerge from the Ecto-1, looking a little bored and complaining about the time it took to drive there with Winston and Ray expertly ignoring him and beginning to prep the gear. The four men are led into the home, Jerry quietly locking the door behind them. I'm so glad you fellows could make it. I've just had a heck of a time trying to sell the place, and I could really use your help. Jerry leads the men into the living room, where he offers them tea, which only Ray accepts. The men split up and start their work scanning, recording, and combing the home. Egon makes his way upstairs, where he checks the rooms carefully. He opens a closet in the last bedroom and comes face to face with a hulking man in a hockey mask. Egon tries to scan him with the PKE meter, but the readings don't make any sense. This is definitely not a ghost. As the masked man steps out of the closet and approaches, Egon screams and bolts from the room, slamming the door behind him. Racing down the steps, Egon yells for the other Ghostbusters to come quickly. They convene in the living room, is still looking bored, Winston concerned, and Ray rubbing his eyes and looking tired. Before Egon can catch his breath, Winston says, Guys, I found something that you should all see now. He quickly walks into the hall and comes back a moment later carrying the painting of Vigo. Egon comes to his senses quickly and starts scanning the painting. The energy signals do match those of Vigo the Carpathian, but I just ran into something else upstairs and I don't think we're safe here. We should leave. As he speaks, the menacing, pounding footsteps of the hockey-masked man steadily come closer from the stairway until he fills the doorway. Hey, Halloween isn't for a few more days, buddy, says Vankman, who, who still just seems annoyed. He starts toward the hulking figure with his finger pointed at him. Besides, don't trick-or-treaters normally wait outside? Let me get this kid some candy. Egon raises his hand in warning. Vankman, be careful. If I'm correct, this is the murderer who recently took Manhattan in a bloody rampage. He's killed a lot of people. We're a little out of our depth here. Oh, this guy took it? Vankman waves his proton blaster towards Jason, who is standing in place, breathing heavily. Sir, I'm going to need you to give us Manhattan back. Where is it? That front pocket of yours? Maybe you got a new fanny pack somewhere? Jason raises his machete to strike Finkman, who shrugs and blasts him with the proton, pastor. Pro- proton blaster, uh, stunning him and subduing him for the moment. The guys all cheer except for Ray, who has been st- staring intently at the painting since it was revealed. He sways on his feet and moves closer to the painting. Ray, step aside. We still need to blast that painting before Vigo can make any more moves, but it was too late ray quickly turns to face the others his face contorted and changed into something resembling a ghoulish version of vigo you defeated me once ghostbusters but now i have the upper hand my flesh servant will rise again to destroy you while i take my place as leader of this entire plane of existence laughing he waves a hand causing electricity to materialize from nowhere striking jason who sits straight up and advances towards the men Guys, let's deal with the goalie first, shouts Venkman, turning his proton blaster towards him once more. Uh, The others do the same and blast Jason through the wall into the backyard where he splashes lifelessly into the pool. No matter, says Vigo, possessed by Ray. Wait, other way around, says Ray, possessed (laughs) by Vigo. My powers grow by the minute. Once my possession of this man is complete, I will be unstoppable. But even as he speaks, his words start to slow down. His swaying intensifies and he slumps to the floor asleep. "'Winston glances at the coffee table where the tea they were offered still sits. "'He must have been drugged by our client. Where is he, by the way?' "'The Ghostbusters all surround Ray, urging him to wake up. "'His body contorts and makes noises of discomfort and fear, "'sometimes yelling in his sleep. Minutes go by, "'his demeanor becoming more and more frantic, "'when suddenly the face of Vigo himself appears, "'screaming outward from Ray's gaping mouth. "'But the face is quickly grabbed from behind, by a hand with razor blades on the fingers, attached to an arm wearing a red and green sweater, the claw digs into Vigo's visage and drags him streaming back into Ray's sleeping mind. Suddenly, he is still and his eyes pop open. I thought that tea tasted funny. I didn't wet myself, did I? <laughs> Epilogue. Jerry Blake smiles and thanks the cashier at the gas station, sliding some dollar bills back into his wallet, which contains an ID and his face bearing the name Keith Grant. He walks back to his car, whistling to himself. You know the whistle. The car slowly makes its way out of the gas station and drives past a sign that says, Welcome to the village of Amityville. <laughs> the end.
0: And ironically, you and Bones never talked about each other's no. story with the no. Ghostbusters. No, the scene.
1: fact that they would both have Ghostbusters is That's pretty hilarious. cool. Yeah, That was great. That, that
0: was a good story. So if you
1: didn't know, Jerry Blake is from Stepfather, yes. the Stepfather movies. I love the stepfather movies. I think they don't get enough love. I think they're amazing. And so he's a really fun character to put in a situation like that. They could do, I think they could do and should do like Terry O'Quinn's still looking great. He could do like a requel stepfather three now Yeah, where he just finds another family and does it again. That would be really cool. But uh, yeah, the whole, so just a little background on that. All mine have a movie that released in 1989 there wasn't a real reason why I picked that year. It's just that some of the properties I wanted to play with, I looked, and I was like, oh, Ghostbusters 2, 1989. Yeah. Stepfather 2, 1989. Um, Jason Takes Manhattan, 1989. So that kind of gave me some framing in yeah. my mind, which made it easier for me to write the story. <laughs> like, this this is what happened in these, and this is why. Right. I, this is what I can use, basically. Yeah. That helped me narrow it down, which is how I was able to do, do that. Right. So, anyway. That was awesome. I was I'd, really in. I'd like to have. Should we do the vote thing like before, or should we just leave these alone? And last time we did a vote is yeah. why. I, yeah. I don't really care. No. I think a lot of people are going to like all of them. To be honest, I think mine was too long.
0: No. No. Could use no. Some editing. Yours was, no. Yours no, was yours great. Is
1: great. Well.
0: I- I you started to go, like, in a dark place, and then it kind of, like, went. I just stayed dark the whole night. Yeah. You know, between Bones and, and Sean's and, you know, most of yours, I'm like, damn, I went dark on this one. You Where did. Where is my headspace at? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I thought for the, for the uh, character, I thought that was probably a... And I've actually went back and been watching the uh, animated... Uh, Dante's Inferno. Oh yeah, from so, the front. Like, did, did they do that for the game? Yeah, yeah. I saw that. I watched yeah. that. So, and I've recently, in the last like few months, have read the whole, you know. Oh, you read comedy. It. oh yeah, read Oh okay. I think they should remaster
1: that game. That's a fun game. I. That think is a. Fun they game. should bring that back for new consoles. Yeah. Oh, I'm all sweaty from that. <laughs> that was a lot of work.
2: Well, you did voice acting and whistling I and I mean you, uh, the whistle was like a score I mean this, that, yeah. was, that was great right I wanted to do the Ecto-1 as it pulled up but I was like nah. you know
1: I thought of it and then I thought that's why would they do that if they're just going to investigate it's not an emergency well I guess they well, have they it they did though. it on all
0: of they them they always do it I mean it, don't even they? look at the hotel part in the in you know the first missed course. opportunity for yeah. me that's come right. on you gotta that's check right.
2: out the pole the yeah. I mean is you awesome. know
0: <laughs> you brought Jesse Ventura into it yeah as Freddy Krueger
2: I don't know. I don't know. I liked your Freddy Krueger. I thought he was pretty spot on. I was pretty good with that. But uh, who was it that sounded like a little bit like Boba Fett? Viggo? Uh, yeah, Vigo. Yeah, Vigo sounded a little bit like Boba Fett. I was trying to do the Max von
1: Sydow. It's but. not your painting. It's mine. <laughs> <laughs> My painting.
0: <sighs> no, and that then was... you know when you started going off on the whole thing when you're talking about with blood, I was waiting for, you know, Schwarzenegger. If it bleeds, we can kill it. Yeah, I did consider a Terminator. Oh
1: yeah, I, I didn't. I don't think there was a Terminator that year no. though. So
2: I could have. Who cares? <laughs> this is a
1: mashup,
0: but it was awesome. No,
2: that well, was, it was yeah, awesome. that was great. I, I Appreciate <laughs> that. Thank you. I needed more mashing in mine. There was not more enough mashing. 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 You had
1: plenty of up, but you didn't have enough mash. That's right. I mean, they were in space. Well, so that's up right. Could have yeah. had a little
0: of. Kentucky mash, and you'd have been good.
1: Kentucky mash. <laughs> well
0: we need to bring back a whiskey episode soon.
1: A hundred percent. Let's do I know. that. Dustin Thacker, are you listening? Let's yeah. get some whiskey. Let's do this.
0: Uh, Anything else before we go? No, I I, I thought those were all awesome. It, you guys, if you still, you know, we'll probably revisit this a little bit.
1: If you got more mashups, if yeah. you're inspired to write one, right. send
0: it in, please. Send it in. We'll, we'll
1: say I'll it on it. the air.
0: Um, Guys, go see Northman. Awesome movie. Mm-hmm. Um, i follow sean on social media sean what is your handle
2: my handle is the underscore 99 comics on instagram and uh yeah just my regular facebook which is me so but i'd go to the uh instagram that's where you're going to see any of my comic book work or anything like that that's and stuff that's coming up soon perfect awesome
0: i'm at d-k-r-e-f-f-t on twitter And I do our normal, most of the page for our show. Yes. On on there. If you're on
1: Twitter and you're talking to Nerds Geeks in the Kitchen Sink, it's probably
0: Chris. Yeah. So, most of the way, you know, with show-related stuff, you can find me there. Um, Also on CDStein69. Join, we cannot say this enough. The Discord. Join the Discord. Jump in there. Um, Give us a rating on on whatever you're listening to Spotify, iTunes. Others, others,
2: <laughs> the rest. C- yeah. Can I just say that the, the that there is a lot of discording. I can't even keep up with it, and I try. <laughs> and there, it is very very awesome because you guys interact very well with everybody out there, and very yeah, that's it's very cool.
1: Well, thanks for saying so. Hey, yeah. you know get people in there. It's fun. It's a yeah, good, time. It We're a good time. We're always there. We always we'll always yep. talk about whatever whatever you whatever you got.
0: And then a final shout out to Bones <laughs> from Five Day Rental yeah, Bones. Podcast. Thanks, buddy. So we'll follow those guys too listen to their show like and subscribe like and subscribe rate rate. five star
1: send me money in an unmarked envelope (laughs) cash that's it
0: yeah non-sequential bills yeah oh of
1: course come on what do you think this is
0: (laughs) all right i think we've beaten this dead horse it's dead all right bye have a good one guys bye